In a few minutes' time, he will get out of his bed on the upper floor. He will put on a white T-shirt and some blue and white shorts. He will take up the rope he has hidden in his backpack and, in a pair of grey socks, he will quietly step to the bedroom's window. Tom has done his research. He has practiced making the knot. And now, after midnight, he ties the rope neatly. He squeezes through a window that seems impossibly small for a high school boy, even a wiry one, like Tom. Now Thomas is sitting on the sill of the sanatorium's window. Right in front of him, in the cloudy night, lies the school's water polo pool. What you have just heard is a small segment of Season 2, Episode 1 of My Only Story, a groundbreaking South African podcast by investigative journalist Dion Wiggett in collaboration with News24. But this podcast is not simply just enthralling listening. It's a production that has led to a very real change. Now, without giving away too much of the podcast itself, Wiggett began season one trying and succeeding, mind you, in cornering the man who abused him as a teenager, Willem Breitenbacht. Wiggett explains what he had initially hoped to achieve. The first season of My Only Story was not conceived as being the first season of My Only Story. It was a deeply personal activist project in order to nail Willem Breitenbach, who raped me when I was at school. It was my story. It was me wanting to bring justice to men like me who suffered under Breitenbach. And really, I just wanted it to be that. I just wanted it to be successfully activist. While producing season one, Wigert explains that through his interviews, he began to unearth an organized ring of pedophiles in South Africa's top schools, grooming and preying on the children in their charge. But then such momentum had been established. People started telling me other stories. And then I thought, well, you know, what would be kind of nice is not to do something about my own trauma, but something about somebody else's trauma. And now here we are. In season two, Wigget uncovered particularly damning evidence against a David McKenzie, a top South African water polo coach and mathematics teacher who abruptly resigned from the prestigious St. Andrews College in the Eastern Cape. One of the young men Mackenzie allegedly groomed and abused, Thomas Kruger, committed suicide at the age of 16. His father, Charles, who contacted Wigget, shared some of the very disturbing voice notes he had found on his son's phone from Mackenzie. Uh, when are you planning on coming to Bloemfontein to spend a weekend with me? Hey? Um, listen, I just thought I'd, I'd remind you about something very important. <clears throat> and that is, you are literally the most talented human being I know on the planet, and one of the nicest, yeah, the nicest guys I've ever met. If anyone gives you shit, you better f them up or phone me and I'll f them up. Okay? Just remember that. Exactly. Have I met her yet? Have I greeted her? Have I approved of her? These are all things that you should take into consideration 
Bitri before choosing some female. Excuse me. The podcast's comprehensive research and evidence and the fact that no further investigation was made by authorities just didn't sit well with Colonel Hela Niemand, a specialist in child protection with specialist FBI training. She saw to the launch of Operation Nemo, a task force set up to investigate and prosecute an alleged ring of predatory teachers and sports coaches in South Africa's most prestigious schools. I did listen to Dion's um, podcast. The way it impacted me is the fact that Dion spent two years on this podcast doing investigative journalist work and that I, well not just I, that we in statutory uh, authority never approached Dion to get more information and do our own investigation uh, from, from our side, from the police's side. I also realized that I'm in a very fortunate position that I had Dion, who already did so much groundwork for me. Um, it's a base uh, line now for me to, to start with my investigation, and hopefully through the investigation, I'll be able to restore trust back into uh, the community, back into our children. Hopefully I will be able to, you know, to bring a bit relief back to the father of the boy who took his own life and hopefully get a message out there that, you know, there are still hope and that uh, we in the police are definitely, specifically, um, those who have the passion to investigate crimes against children to make sure that we get the perpetrators um, to book. At this stage, I won't be able to say how long uh, the investigation on this operation will take me because there are several, several, several uh, victims that must all be interviewed. Um, every time when a story goes out, another name pops up, um, another alleged perpetrator's name pop up, another abuse gets reported, sexual abuse. It's just crazy to, to realize that in these last couple of months, how many cases of sexual reports uh, were reported um, from out of elite schools, how many children has taken their own lives because of the abuse, sexual abuse, sexual grooming. Um, so that is a, that's a real, real concern. So at this stage, I won't be able to put a time frame on when this investigation will be finalised. Niemand, who took on the case about two months ago, has already started digging into some of the complaints, which are related mostly to water polo coaches and players. She said initial investigations were based on the podcast My Only Story, in which Wigget uncovered the story of numerous victims who came forward with tales of how they had been targeted, assaulted, silenced and, of course, traumatized. Hesitant to give away too much about their investigations, Niman did disclose that the schools involved are St. Andrew's College and its sister school DSG in Makanda, Bishops in Cape Town, Redham School in Bedford View, Pearson's High School in Kwabeja, Westville in Durban, Gray High School in Kwabeja and Gray's College in Bloemfontein. Niman told Times Out Premium that there were at least three suspected offenders under investigation at the moment, with the number of victims potentially numbering in the hundreds. They must be exposed and named and shamed in the Child Sexual Offences Register. I definitely want to praise the victims that spoke to Dion 
about the the grooming and the acts perpetrated against them. Yeah, I think we must pay tribute to them. And now we just need them to be willing to give statements to me to make sure that um, these perpetrators are removed. But she said the biggest challenge thus far has been convincing victims to make statements and agree to testify in court. Several were ashamed, she said, because they had been coerced into sending the offenders naked pictures of themselves. Wigget, who used his podcast as a method of coming to terms with the abuse that he had suffered as a teenager, strongly reminds survivors of sexual abuse and assault that they are not to blame. The perpetrator is at fault, not them. There is no shame in having been abused as a child. It is not your fault, it is their fault. None of the shame belongs to you. All of the shame belongs to him or her or them. It is a public health emergency of adults helping themselves to the genitals of children. If somebody breaks into your house, it is not your fault. It's not that your house was asking to be robbed. It's precisely the same with sexual assault. Wigget, who alluded to a season three of My Only Story, says that the podcast helped him come to terms with his own abuse and advised all victims of similar abuse to find an outlet that best suits them. I don't want to say too much about season three of My Only Story. I would say that this is a really interesting opportunity for activism and storytelling around the continuing crisis in schools water polo. As South Africans, we often we do often feel that there is no real justice. There's no nobody in the criminal justice system cares about anything. And that is actually not true, even though it can feel like that. And what I would really like to do is to show South Africans and the people all over the world who listen to the podcast how such an operation works how justice works and what the power of crusading journalism can be it's incredibly important to allow yourself to experience your story in the way that makes sense to you it made sense to me to make a big noise or throw a tantrum 25 years in the making but this isn't the way it works for everybody. It, I would strongly recommend therapy. I go to therapy twice a week. I cannot recommend therapy strongly enough. It's how I get to do what I do. And it's, it's how I, I keep sane in what can be a very dispiriting subject matter. Meanwhile, Thomas Kruger's family has instituted a joint civil claim of about 62 million rand against St. Andrew's College, its headmaster, Alan Thompson, and David McKenzie. Thompson stepped down after the school's review board found that McKenzie had been grooming and sexually molesting children in the school, and Thompson had been guilty of failing to report the allegations. We will continue to monitor the encouraging progress of Operation Nemo and hope that the project will result in more pedophiles being arrested and removed from South Africa's schools. For Times Live, I am Paige Muller. 